my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Sam Edis. And I'm Amy Nelson. Welcome to What's Her Story with Sam and Amy. This is a show about the world's most remarkable women, their professional and personal journeys. Together, we'll hear from gold medalists, best-selling authors, and leaders of the world's most iconic brands. Listen every Thursday or join the conversation anytime on Instagram at What's Her Story Podcast. Our guest in this episode is the women's professional baseball player who inspired the classic movie and now TV show, A League of Their Own, Maybelle Blair. What is your trick for keeping in such great shape? Oh my God, just having fun every day of your life, you know? If you can't have fun, you might as well lay down and die. As far as I'm concerned, why why hang around? Well, what do you do for fun every day when you wake up? What are you looking forward to? Looking forward to is watching a baseball game or an athletic game, things like that, because that's why I'm very interested in all sports. So going back to the other side of things, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh my gosh, uh... I never even thought of it because I was too busy playing baseball uh, (laughs) uh, with my family because that's all we had to do in our day. We didn't have TikTok and Racist or Yahoo or (laughs) what all, you know, we didn't have all that stuff. So we were very poor, but we had a baseball and we had a bat. And our baseball had to have a bunch of tape on it because we couldn't afford another tape. And our bat was broken a lot, and we just hammer in another tack or two, you know, and keep playing baseball. And that's what I did. You started 
your own team in fourth or fifth grade. Oh, yeah. What did your parents think of that? Well, they didn't even think anything about it. They just took that for natural, you know, because it was in our family. But boy, I had all those teachers and even the principal, you know, they was all backing me because I don't know, I guess they thought, I don't know what they were thinking. But anyway, I had my own team and uh, I was so thrilled because one of the teachers had a friend that was right down the street or about two or three miles away from where I was going to school. And so she talked her into putting a team together. So we, so I had a, somebody to play against. So we had a couple of games or four, five, and it was so much fun. And my, my team won, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I would have <laughs> kicked them in the rear end. So what was next for you after your, your baseball career was done? After my baseball career, I went to work for uh, Northrop Aircraft. And very fortunately, I became the third woman manager of uh, Northrop Aircraft. It was amazing. I was very, very fortunate. And um, when I was in there, I uh, wanted to uh, learn how to operate all the equipment because he told me, he says, maybe you have skills to be a manager. And I says, you're out of your cotton-picking mind, you know, no, no way. He says, well, I'm going to try to train you to be a manager. I says, I don't think so. And he says, yes, I'm going to. And I says, well, I won't even consider it unless I can learn every piece of equipment that's in this organization. Wow. So I learned to drive cranes, semi-trucks, uh, trucks, bannies, forklifts. I learned every piece of transportation that was in there. And then I said I was ready, and I became a dispatcher. I wanted to learn that, too. And then from then on, then he made me manager. What was your management style? How did you lead? How did I leave? With fairness. I wanted production out of my people. Mm -hmm. And uh, people said, well, Maybell, how did you hire such good truck drivers and this and that? I said, well, number one, especially in transportation, I wanted somebody that had uh, coordination. So where do you get it? In the sports world, baseball. You got eyes, you got coordination, you got quickness. So this is what I really went after was athletes for my crew. So what would you say has made it so that you've been successful in multiple fields that a lot of people have frankly failed in? Is you got to be motivated. And if you do it or something, give it 110%, 20%. That's one thing even about Major League Baseball players today. They don't give it their all until it's contract time or it's getting close to it. Then, man, do we go out and play and our averages start going up and our fielding's <laughs> better. We make better spectacular plays. It's amazing. And uh, these are the things that uh, you have to go by. You just got to give it 110%. Do you counsel baseball players? Do you talk to major league players? Oh, I talk to uh, major league ball players. yes. I don't uh, manage them or anything. No, I could talk. I talk to them, but my goal is to have a league of our own again for the girls. And I go to baseball for all with Justine Siegel. I've been with her ever since she started baseball for all. And all these little girls, all they want to do is be able to play baseball, not softball. Yeah. So we're trying to give them a chance in life to have this. This is why what the International Women's Baseball Center for women in Rockford, Illinois, mm-hmm. where we could have a home of our own, where we could develop our own umpires and all of this. Because, you know, 
like I said, uh, girls have eyes. We can be umpires. We don't have to go compete with the men as far as speed and strength and that, mm -hmm. and the, you know, being a major league baseball player. But we can stand behind that plate mm -hmm. and see if it's over the plate or not. We got those eyes. And we know the rule book back and forwards. So what's the problem? Why can't we? They have it in football and basketball, and they're much harder to referee and umpire than baseball. I have to say, I have four little girls who are eight, six, five, and three. Do you really? I do. <laughs> I oh do. my God, how wonderful. And three of them are playing softball. Really? But they have already asked me, why do girls play softball and boys play baseball? Oh, really? You're mm -hmm. getting it already? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because, Julie, the good old boys have pushed them into softball on account of scholarships. And believe me, I understand that thoroughly. Uh, I mean, you know, if you could have the parents uh, get a scholarship, that saves thousands of dollars for your family and yourselves. But uh, I, I'm hoping it will change where it will be uh, a baseball for women. But after they get out playing uh, softball, they can play baseball because I play professional ba softball also. And uh, a lot of people don't know that. Yep. But uh, I play both. And, and the girls that played uh, professional baseball in the league of their own All-Americans, we do it from league to league, you know, back and forth. It can happen, and these are the doors that we want to open up for girls in baseball. Well, yep. it does start early. My daughter is a varsity softball player in high school, but I will say that it frustrates her so much how much attention and sort of money is put into the baseball program versus the softball program. For you, having seen so much in all of your 95 years, what would you say is sort of the biggest excitement and disappointment that you see today in terms of gender equality? It's getting closer. Our problem is uh, if you're a paying customer, you want to see the best. And this is, pro this is one of our problems. Now, until the girls get better in their sport, the basketball and the soccer are coming along great right now as far as a fan participation. And if we keep up the good quality, we got to have the quality for somebody to go out and see it. You're not gonna go out there and see a girl miss a ball that should have caught right in her hand or you know miss a basket 19 times and the score's four to six at the end of the game. You want, oof, oof, like they're doing today. Well, it's growing and it will grow as long as we keep up the good um, a quality of, uh, of our ability. And this is why I like to see the league of their own or a new league start for women's uh, baseball. You got to have the quality before people will pay. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't go see it either. <laughs> Even as, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it makes sense if you think about, you know, women's soccer, like women, like the women's um, soccer teams in the United States are just remarkable. Yeah, they're right? getting much better. But when they were complaining about... Um, the salary, well, I can understand the owners. they got to make money. They can't pay you $100,000 and you $100,000 and the guys under, the guys got twice of attendance that right. you're getting. How can I pay you 100000 right? These are the reasons because we got to have the quality, yep. and they're getting it now. 
And you'll notice the attendance will start even going higher. Mm -hmm. They're starting in right now going great for the women's soccer. I love it. And basketball. Yep, and basketball. And just like the WNBA and the NBA, Mm -hmm. you got to realize our greatest woman basketball player right today is either Sue or uh, Candace Parker. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, they couldn't sit on a men's uh, NBA bench because they're not strong and physical enough. Not that they're the greatest in their ability. Yes, they are. But the women and fans now are gonna go see these girls play because they are so good. Mm -hmm. And when they go in that mask, when they shoot it, they're gonna get it in. But you know, when you got Shaq O'Neal under there and Candace Parker, you know who's gonna win the battle, right? (laughs) There's just no doubt. This is why we got to have the good product out there and we're doing it. And now, a quick break. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Now, your personal life recently came into a lot of sort of the spotlight, and you came out as gay. What kind of bravery did that take, and what made you decide to do that? Well, it took a lot of bravery. It took 95 years to come out because mm-hmm. I've been gay all my life. And um, it was uh, my whole life. I could have uh, ruined it very early in life because nobody understood 
how us gay people are. It's not that we choose our sexuality. It's there. Like they say, well, it's because I've been hanging around with da-da-da-da. Well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. You could hang out with me for years and you wouldn't change your mind. Of course. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Correct. Well, it's the same way. You're not going to change anybody's sexuality. In fact, I have a lot of gay friends that have raised daughters and sons, and they're not gay, mm-hmm. you know. And, oh, my God, what else is more closer than mother, mother or two mothers or two fathers, right? Absolutely. Or single gay girl or a single gay guy. And I have known so many of them. And girls or uh, boys are just perfectly normal because that's your sexuality. You can't help it. So what made you come out now? Because at 95, I said to myself that if I could help one individual, I would be thrilled to death. If I could just do it and let people know at my age now that it's not bad to be gay, that people now are understanding and can understand what's going on. And if I could keep opening that door a little bit more where more people get the idea, it'd be worth coming out at 95. And if I could save one little boy or one little girl all the misery that I went through trying to hide it by going out with men that I didn't want to go out with, I was just miserable, but I had to put on a good act, and I did. And... um, now I'm out, and I'm very happy about it. How has your life changed since you shared your story publicly? Well, it's been only about uh, six months. My family has accepted me. Uh, so many people now have accepted me, and I am so thrilled about it that I don't have to hide, and I can be myself. And that's what it's all about, be yourself. Mm-hmm. If you can be yourself and live your life, because life is very short, Yes. as I'm finding out. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I got to just hang in there. And uh, I got to try to get that door open and get a league of their own for our women to be able to have a league of their own and a home of their own in baseball before I get under the grass and sit up on this side of it. You've been fighting a very long fight yes. for a league of their own. Decades. What keeps you going? The determination. Mm-hmm. I'm determined to help if I can at all until I'm going to give it all my all until I uh, on the other side of the dirt. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. What's your morning routine? Oh, I get up and uh, God, I got to shut up my cat because she's always hungry. So that's <laughs> the first thing I do is I have to feed her. God, she's a, oh, she's wonderful, but darn sweetest cat I've ever had. My life, excuse me. I get up and make my coffee and have toast and get my friend to feed her and uh, open the break. And just like everybody else, is every, <laughs> what do you do when you get up, for God's sake? Same thing every day. Tell me, in speaking of longevity and routines, what do you think are a few tips that have helped you and the people that surround you who've lived longer lives? What are the, the patterns you've seen? Uh, well, the main thing is you got to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. Don't go someplace that you don't want to go because you're going to be miserable. Don't go. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, don't make everybody else miserable, right? <laughs> if you're not going to have a good time, stay home. Mm-hmm. And if you do have a job, be sure that you enjoy it. Because if you're not enjoying it, the people working for you are not going to enjoy it either. 
So don't even give it a try. So go to something else that you can enjoy. And uh, there's doors opened all over the place if people would take advantage of education or following their dreams. Mm -hmm. It would be a wonderful place, but you can't give up. And this is what the problem is. People will not do it. They won't put out the effort. Mm -hmm. And you gotta have effort before you do anything. I don't care what it is. If you had to put your career into three words as a story, what would your story be? I will, I will. And that's what it's gotta be is I always, I will, and it will be done. Thank you so much, Maybelle, you're amazing. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. I uh, got it, 95, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy, you know, and I'm gonna be happy until I die. I think the temptation when you meet someone like Mabel Blair, who is 95 and such a pistol. I don't know how else to describe her, but the temptation is to say, oh, she's so cute. But like she would, she would eat you for breakfast. I mean, she is cute, but she is a fighter and you don't mess with Mabel. No, I mean, I think that it's remarkable to me just how many different things she is still doing every single day. And she's 95 years old. I like started our speed round without really warning her. And I just said, well, what's your morning routine? And she's like, what does anyone do in the morning? I do what everyone else does. She's just so funny. You know, she doesn't, she, she pulls no punches. <laughs> totally. She does pull no punches. And like, it was really amazing to hear about her baseball career. It's amazing to hear about what she's working on now, trying to really continue to advance women's baseball. But one of the things I loved learning about Maybell and didn't know was like her corporate career. I mean, she became like the third women's manager for Northrop, which is a massive corporation. I think one of the things that I loved hearing from her is she was talking about you have to always give 110%. But she really was basically saying like most people aren't trying hard enough. And I know you and I share that kind of sentiment where it's like the people who try hard are the ones who are going to succeed. And she put it into her baseball career. Then she put it into her corporate career. And now she's putting that energy and effort into creating a women's baseball league. And I, I wouldn't doubt that she can do it. Like, I feel like I, I would never, ever bet against Maybell, right? The other thing I think that like has to be noted is that she's someone that is still constantly evolving. And I think that there is this sense or just assumption, and maybe it's just an American culture, that like you turn 60 or 70 and like, okay, it's all over now. Nothing new will be happening to you in life. Like nothing new to dream about or, or do. And you know, Maybell came out as a lesbian in her 90s, right? Like she's still learning, still changing and still participating in a cultural discourse. And when she did speak out publicly for the first time about her sexuality, she did it because she wanted young girl ball players to feel comfortable. The fact that she came out at 95, she might be the oldest public figure to come out, right? But what's remarkable about it is like, I found it, she's a tough person, but then there was something like almost heartbreaking when she said, you know, I don't want a young person to have to suffer the way I did when I was all my life going out with men I didn't want to go out with. I mean, when she puts it in those terms, it just, it kind of, it really pulls your heartstrings. I have the chills just thinking about it. I mean, imagine for 95 years hiding who you are and 
it really puts things in a different light when you hear it that way, a life that you look back on and realize that the entire time you were socializing for 95 years, you weren't able to be your authentic self or to share your authentic self with everyone. So, I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled for her that she was able to finally do that, but it, it does break your heart a little when you realize how many people are probably suffering that way. Thanks for listening to What's Her Story with Sam and Amy. We would appreciate it if you'd leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, connect with us on social media at What's Her Story Podcast. What's Her Story with Sam and Amy is powered by my company, The Riveter, at theriveter.co and Sam's company, Park Place Payments, at parkplacepayments.com. Thanks to our producer, Stacey Para and our male perspective, Blue Burns. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.